0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Cinema Fantastique, right here on Stuff You Don't Need to Know. I'm Jay, and today's film is the 1990 crime thriller, King of New York. Now, maybe you've heard of this film, but probably not. This is a film that definitely fell under the radar. Um, It really didn't get a lot of great reviews, didn't really get a lot of traction to it, and that's why we're going to be talking about it today. So like I said, this film came out in 1990, but I didn't hear about it until about probably, I'm going to say, 96, 97, and the way I found out about this film was, at that time, I was working in Manhattan, and uh, a lot of times, you know, after work, uh, I would take the train, so I would always walk, uh, you know, walk to the train station, and I'd always pass, you know, these vendors, these guys on the street, listen, they sell everything. Back then, uh, a lot of them would sell sort of like bootleg VHS tapes. Uh, DVDs really weren't that big yet, so, um, You know, a lot of times I would stop, I would take a look, and I saw this film, King of New York, starring Christopher Walken, the man, the myth, the legend. You know, I'm a huge Chris Walken fan, and I see his face plastered right there on the cover, King of New York, Chris Walken. I'm really intrigued, and the guy was like, yeah, check that film out. You're going to love it. You know what? I got it, you know, probably mixed it in there with a couple other films, got myself a good deal, couldn't wait to, to see it, and let me tell you something, I was not disappointed at all. Okay, so this film was directed by Abel Ferreira and written by Nicholas St. John. Now, the two of them work together a lot. I haven't seen a lot of their films. Uh, a couple of the films of theirs that I did see, aside from King of New York, was Miss 45 and China Girl. China Girl came out a few years before this one, I think it was like 86, 87, and it was a retelling of Romeo and Juliet uh, about the love between sort of the heir apparent to the Italian mob and the daughter of the head of the Chinese triad. So it was a very modern telling Of uh, Romeo and Juliet, very, very gritty. And that's sort of like the trademark of the films that these two guys put out, uh, Abel Ferreira and Nicholas St. John. Very gritty, sometimes controversial. Um, They have absolutely no problem showing interracial relationships. Uh, So much so that when you see it in their films, when you sort of see like, you know, race relations in their films, it's not even made a big deal out of. It's not even like, you know, this is the hallmark of their films. It's just sort of like, look, it's real life. This is what happens. You know, people of different races meet and they interact and sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad. It's life. Deal with it. Um, So King of New York is sort of like their, their version of Robin Hood, I guess is really the best way to put it. So basically... Christopher Walken plays a drug kingpin by the name of Frank White. Now, film opens, he's he's just gotten out of prison, and he's ready to get right back into it, you know. This isn't Carlito's way where, you know, Carlito gets out of, of prison, and he's like, I'm going straight, uh, I'm going to open that, uh, it wasn't a car dealership, it was a car rental place down in Florida, you know, I'm, I'm just going to live the good life, leave that criminal past behind me. Now, Frank, Frank White, Frank White, sorry, is ready to jump right back into it. But, see, that's the thing. It's You know, he kind of says that he's used his time in prison to reflect, and he he wants to use the proceeds from his drug empire to fund a hospital for poor people, you know, in, in one of the poorest sections in New York. So this is his plan. Now, you know, he doesn't describe how he's going to do it. We don't see him go about setting this thing up, uh, you know, anything like that. It's just sort of like, yeah... Gonna rob from the, I'm gonna rob from the rich to give to the poor, sort of a thing. That's eh, a very noble notion, but you know, Frank, you deal in drugs and you kill people, so is it really that noble? So he he's sort of like, he's sort of like uh, a Robin Hood that has absolutely no problem committing murder to to get what he wants. So really, what it is is, you know, he he goes around to sort of different drug kingpins, uh, you know, uh, the Hispanic gangs, uh, the Chinese triad, the Italian mafia, sort of saying, you know, look, cut me in, we'll have a partnership, Uh, they all refuse him, so he pretty much, you know, kills the head of these gang, head of the mob, head of the triad, head of the uh, Latin gangs, and then tells everybody else in those gangs, like, look for me at the plaza, you'll always have a job with me, and I mean, that's really what it is, it, it's just—it's a such a gritty film. I mean, again, like a lot of the films that I've talked about in the past. I mean, it seems like you know this early '90s Manhattan. The sun never came out. It was perpetually at nighttime because everything takes place at night. Uh, you know, if it's not at night, it's usually underground in the subway. Christopher Walken is Frank White. Oh my God! I mean, like I said, he—he's supposed to be a Robin Hood kind of figure, but he's also He's the bad guy. I mean, he's this drug kingpin. He's killing people left and right, you know. He Yes. Yes, he's killing drug dealers, but he's also killing cops. Um to me, this is one of Christopher Walken's best roles, probably one of his, you know, like I said, it's, it's probably one of the, his least known roles. He is just so cool in this film. Uh, you know, as Frank White because he just goes through this film and it's like really it's like really nobody could figure out what this guy is up to you know is he trying to consolidate power is he you know is he is he trying to go straight and set up this hospital uh you know is he recruiting gang members is he killing gang members you know is he for the police is he like nobody seems to know except for frank white except for christopher walken it's like the plot is hard to follow you know you see him trying to broker deals with all these different gangs like i said the triad the mafia the latin gangs he's trying to broker deals but it also looks like he's trying to double cross them you know is is he really gonna set up this hospital or is he keeping the money for himself like you just you don't know what's going on but when you see christopher walken as frank white you're sort of like, okay I have no idea what's going on but he knows what's going on and he's so intriguing and so captivating you know you just you just can't help but but sort of fall in love with his character. Uh, he's also a very sort of hands-on gangster I mean, when he's going after uh, the triad, when he's going after the mob, you know, he sends his lawyer there in advance to sort of try to broker these deals. Of course, it never goes. They 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 reject them. You know, we're not working with Frank. We're, we're controlling our end of the drug uh, trade here. He, he he could get lost. Frank always comes back, uh, and he comes back with a vengeance. Like I said, he gets his hands dirty in this film. You know, we see him going after the heads of these different sort of like drug organizations and he has no problem putting a bullet in their head yet there's a very famous scene of him uh, on the subway with one of his lawyers a female lawyer and he's approached by muggers and, and just classic christopher walken smile you know style i should say he he flashes that that trademark christopher walken smile branches his gun sort of like you know hey fellas you're not robbing me today you know something like that i do a horrible christopher walken impression i'm very sorry but you know just if you've seen christopher walken on screen i think you know what i'm talking about i mean he just flashes that smile of his where you're sort of like is is he totally insane is he, you know, what's going on with this guy that it really, like, if you were going to mug Christopher Walken and he flashes that smile at you and kind of waves his gun around, I am no longer mugging Christopher Walken. I'm praying I get out of there with my life. And basically, you know, he, he confronts these muggers, you know, he waves his gun at them. They back off, but then he takes out a wad of cash and tosses it to him and says, you know, if you want more, look for me at the Plaza Hotel. So really, what is this guy doing? You know, is he fighting crime or is he promoting crime? You 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 just you don't get it, but when you see Christopher Walken on screen as Frank White, you know he gets it, and it's like that's good enough for me. You know, that's good enough for the viewer. Aside from Christopher Walken this film is sort of like a who's who of people that were going to become famous, because like I said, this film came out in 1990, so if you watch it today, you will recognize a lot of people in the cast, but at this time, these guys were, they weren't known at all. Now, Frank heads up a gang, uh, of basically hoodlums, uh, you know, this is, this is a crime drama, this is a gang drama, uh, this film came out a year or two before films like new jack city boys in the hood i mean this is new york city this is urban crime so he he his gang is pretty much made up of of african americans and it's led by jimmy jump jimmy jump is played by a then unknown larry fishburne because that's what he went by back then he wasn't known as lawrence fishburne he was larry fishburne now we know Larry Fishburne or Lawrence Fishburne. We know him as Morpheus, right? We know him as Perry White in Man of Steel. You know, a very stoic gentleman. He has that deep, booming deep booming voice, very commanding presence. This is a lean, mean, jive-talking, hip-hop gangster, Larry Fishburne. Jimmy Jump is probably, you know, in seeing films like Boys in the Hood, uh, New Jack City, um trying to think of a couple other ones uh not really coming to mind right now but sort of like those early 90s uh you know urban crime dramas jimmy jump is one of my favorite gangsters of all time and if you haven't seen this film you're not sure if you want to check it out just go on youtube and just just larry fishburne as jimmy jump or scenes with jimmy jump whatever to see very stoic Deep voice, commanding presence, Lawrence Fishburne talking jive and just being a gangsta. I mean, he's got the Kangall hat, he's got the the thick gold rope chain on. Uh, I think he even has a gold tooth or two. And he I mean, this 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 is to me, this is one of like Lawrence Fishburne's best performances ever because it's just so Add a character for him. I mean, granted, when this film came out in 1990, nobody knew who he was. So for all we knew, this is what he was going to go on to be. He was going to be typecast a, a, as playing like, like a gangster. Knowing Lawrence Fishburne now and then seeing him in this room, you, you'll, you'll be blown away. You'll be like, I cannot believe Lawrence Fishburne, Morpheus, you know, the guy who dispatched wisdom to Neo is waving a 9 millimeter around just oh my god it's it's absolutely incredible uh there's a scene later on in the film where there's a big shootout between uh frank's gang and the cops and frank and jimmy jump uh they're making a run for it they run across the queensborough bridge uh they kind of get into this back alley uh you know abandoned warehouse sort of area it's at night they get separated now A couple of the cops that are in this film that are really you know they really have it bad for frank they want to get frank uh you know there's a detective gilly who's played by david caruso remember him well this is where he was starting to get big back then the early 90s i don't know what happened to him i wasn't really a big fan of his anyway but there's a second detective detective flanagan who was played by an unknown wesley snipes throughout this film Whenever the cops would confront Frank and his gang, you know, try to intimidate him, try to, like, you know, hey, we got some stuff on you, Frank. We're going to take you down, this or that. It was usually a scene with Frank and Jimmy Jump, and they would be confronted by these detectives. Uh, like I said, Detective Gilly played by David Caruso. Uh, there was a Detective Bishop who was sort of like... He was sort of like the, the, the head of this detective team that was going after them. He's played by uh, Victor Argo. Victor Argo... Um, you know, he he was in Taxi Driver, you know, he was in Bad Lieutenant. He's sort of your classic tough guy, gruffy character. Look it up, Victor Argo. As soon as you see a picture of him, you'll know exactly who he is. He's the one. He's got it bad for Frank. He wants Frank to go back behind bars or, you know, hmm, worse. You know, he, he, he just wants to end Frank White. But Detective Flanagan, played by Wesley Snipes, he has got it bad for Jimmy Jump. He wants to see Jimmy Jump taken down. Jimmy Jump, (laughs) Jimmy Jump, you can tell, wants to put a bullet in in his head. So, big chase scene at the end, you know, listen, if you haven't seen this film, if you're planning on seeing it, tune it out right now, because I'm going to ruin it for you, I'm going to ruin this scene. Uh, Frank and Jimmy get separated, um, and You know, we see that Jimmy Jump is hiding. Uh, Detective Flanagan, Wesley Snipes kind of comes into the clearing. There had been a scene earlier where uh, Jimmy Jump was in a fried chicken joint. And Wesley Snipes, as Detective Flanagan, came in. And they just had this racially charged conversation going back and forth about fried chicken. There was very liberal use of the N-word between both parties. It was it was crazy. It was intense. Uh, like I said, this is a, 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 an Abel Ferreira film. So, Wesley kind of comes into this clearing here. He's looking, you know, he's calling Jimmy's name. And he's like, I got some fried chicken for you. I got some fried chicken for your... And then a lot of expletives followed after that. Well, Jimmy Jump gets a slip on him, comes out, shoots him in the chest. Wesley Snipes is laying there dying. And and Larry Fishburne is over him going, where my chicken at? where my chicken at yo classic classic scene you know unfortunately david caruso comes up from behind and uh you know puts a bullet in the head of, of jimmy jump and that's the end of that this again this is an incredible scene uh another member of frank's gang, gang is this guy named test tube who is played by a young and unknown steve buscemi i mean this film christopher walken he 's known he 's established he 's a star, but there 's a lot of up and comers that were that were in this film, so I really think this film is definitely worth checking out um, so like I said, this film was kind of like you know a very modern updated version twisted version of Robin Hood. This was also sort of you know kind of looking back on what some other people thought of it and some other kind of thoughts and reviews on it. This was really a commentary on the urban landscape of the late 80s, early 90s, where you have these cops that were just, you know, they were hardworking guys, you know, uh, Flanagan, Gilly, and and, uh, Bishop. You know, they're, you know, nose to the grindstone kind of guys. You know, Flanagan's the young guy. He really wants to prove himself. Bishop is like the old veteran who's kind of seen it all. But you know what? He still wants to do right by the people in New York. You know, he wants to bring justice to the streets, and you see them working real hard to try to take down Frank White, and they see that Frank White is the type of guy that went out there, and he really had this quick rise to the top, you know, primarily through violence. But by the end of the film, he his kingdom comes crashing down, because, you know, in the end, they get Frank. Uh, I won't say how, I won't say where definitely check this film out. But, you know, it was really a commentary because, you know, you see this later on in some other films. You know, you look at New Jack City. Um, you know, with Nino Brown, uh, played by Wesley Snipes, you know, had this quick rise to the top. You know, uh, he started off as, like, this low-level cocaine dealer. They discover crack cocaine. And it's like, in an instant, Nino Brown is the head of everything. He is the... Biggest drug dealer out there. By the end of the film, it all comes crashing down around him, you know. And and that's what these films, like these gangster films of the early, uh, late '80s, early '90s, were really trying to show that, yeah, there's these drug dealers out there, you know, these drug kingpins, and you know, nothing but but violence follows them on their rise to the top. But yeah, just as soon as they make it to the top. They're crashing and burning. Everything's falling out from underneath them, and and their world comes to an end. In um, kind of you know looking up some stuff uh, as I was preparing to talk about this film, something interesting. Uh, Frank White often, you know, he has his offices or or sort of his headquarters is out of the Plaza Hotel in uh, New York City. He often references it. Like I said, every time he would take out a kingpin, he would turn to the gang and say, if you guys want a job, look for me at the Plaza. We never get scenes of that, of, of these gangsters kind of coming in, looking for jobs at the Plaza Hotel. But we do have scenes in the Plaza Hotel, the actual Plaza Hotel in New York City. It wasn't filmed somewhere else interesting bit of trivia. Uh, I don't know if he still owns it now, but at the time, Donald Trump owned the Plaza Hotel. He allowed them to shoot there for free on the condition that Christopher Walken posed for photos with his his then-wife, Ivana Trump, because Ivana was a huge Christopher Walken fan. So, I'm sure they had no problem doing that because it would have been a pretty big price tag to film at the actual Plaza Hotel. So say what you want about our president you know he he did allow them to film uh you know this this great epic for free at his hotel so i guess i have to say thank you president trump for for doing that for us all right so i'm going to close it out here and guys don't forget please go to www.brothersandarmchairs.com that will link you to all the great podcasts that uh, are on the brothers and armchairs network course you have stuff you don't need to know you have nerd and me enter the nerd zone fat guys in little coats defender of the realm all great podcasts uh stuff you don't need to know i am on instagram so definitely check that out give me some feedback there keep listening right here on anchor or itunes or wherever you find this podcast this is jay and i will see you at the movies